Hello, my name is Zachary Trailer, and you are listening to Morning Voice, A Political Journey. Episode 20, Housing Affordability. Today, we're diving into an issue that's close to my heart, because at the age of only 21, I was able to buy my first house thanks to the VA-backed mortgage. It's not just a talking point for me. It's the policy and those I think we can mimic that I believe had the potential to gain traction early on. Here's why. First, my proposal centers on a three-pronged approach. Picture this, bond-backed mortgages. These aren't just run-of-the-mill mortgages. Instead, offering homeowners a more accessible and long but locked out who have been locked out of the market for far too long. Then there's the revival of something powerful, section 221, subsection D-3. This isn't about mere housing units. It's about community ownership. Think of it as a way to empower local organizations, nonprofits, and communities to take the reins in providing affordable housing options. And, and let's talk zoning restrictions. We're looking at cutting through the red tape that often hampers housing development. This is not about compromising quality. It's about leveraging our state's timber industry to drive more sustainable and diverse housing options. These proposals aren't just theory. They're actionable steps towards addressing the housing crisis. And I believe they stand a real chance of getting things moving early in my term. So let's delve deeper into the solutions and start turning these ideas into reality. Now, the mechanics for the bond back mortgage program. Picture this, every mortgage is, in, is instead of being left to the whims of private market could be backed by a government issued bond. These bonds would yield a steady 3%, a reliable source for investors seeking stability. Now, here's the deal for home buyers. The interest rate on these mortgages would be set at 4%. That might not seem like a massive difference, but here's a kicker. That extra 1% isn't lining anyone's pockets. It's a 20, it, that 25% is there to fuel the, the program and ensure its stability. And here's where it gets even better. For families who have shown a commitment and, consistent, and have consistently met 95% of the financial requirements for a mortgage over the previous five-year term, or five-year period, this is your ripple of hope. Financial assistance awaits, offering a lifeline to bridge that last 5%. Imagine the scenario. Families undercutting a big corporations. Currently, they're competing at 6% interest rate, while the individual rates hover at 7% or more. That 1% difference might not sound like much, but in the realm of housing, it's a game changer. Now imagine what we can do undercutting them 2%. But we're not stopping there. Zoning laws need to evolve, and that's precisely what I'm advocating for. Relaxing laws to allow for multifamily homes and increasing funding for housing construction at pivotal steps. This isn't just about bricks and mortar. It's about stabilizing and ultimately lowering monthly housing costs for everyone. They, these aren't just abstract policies. They're reasonable actions that have been proven time and time again to help work towards making houseable more affordable, stable, and within reach for countless families. Now, let's talk about those who can't or choose 
not to buy a house. We need solutions to ensure housing remains affordable for all, regardless of whether owning a house is the pathway they seek. Enter section 221 D3. Imagine this, the land itself owned by these organizations, 100% ownership is vested in those currently renting there. This isn't about profits. It's about putting ownership in the hands of the very people who call it home. Here's the beauty of it. Once mortgages are paid off, those costs will vanish forever, eliminated for good. It's a model that prioritizes community over profit, safeguarding against skyrocketing rents and gentrification. But let's ensure this benefits the locals. How? By making sure ownership and rental criteria prioritize locals. Whether it's proof of high school diploma from a community school or having lived here for at least five years, this ensures that the benefits stay within our community and we see the benefits with not, without the drawbacks of gentrification. This isn't just about bricks and land. It's about safeguarding our community from being priced out, allowing everyone to reap the rewards of economic growth without fear of displacement. It's about making sure our, community, our neighborhoods stay vibrant and inclusive, while locals are more than just residents. They're stakeholders in our community's future. Together, this will build a foundation that keeps our community thriving while also bringing in new and more inclusive voices. My fellow countrymen, let's embrace a vision that echoes a ripple of hope, a collective surge towards a brighter horizon. These policies aren't confined to the corridors of power. They're the seeds of transformation sown by each other. How? It begins with engagement, advocacy, and unity. Each voice raised in support of fair housing. Every effort towards community-driven initiatives. Each stride made in local growth. They all contribute to the typhoon of change. Remember, the heart of transformation beats within our community, our neighborhoods. It's the unity of our voices, the strength of our collaborations, and the resilience of our shared aspirations. For a more just tomorrow, let's harness this momentum, infuse our optimism with determined action, and set forth a wave of progress. Together, Let's forge a reality where hope transcends, homes are secure, and communities thrive. It's not just for us, but for the enduring legacy we leave for the next generation. Thank you, and vote trailer November 5th.